What if we had a cold open that was just, just like really quiet? Mm. Uh, Make people wonder if their their sure podcast app is working people correctly. Just turn their ter- turn their headphones up way too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I, what if we harmed our listeners? <laughs> that's that's a good thing to do. Mm. Yeah, you. <laughs> real intent of art is to, to to damage the audience yeah we're we're sorry i guess i don't know if you believe in capital punishment you can fuck off the beneath street star trek sucks star trek sucks when you talk that shit about star trek it's like you just harpooned a baby star trek sucks Welcome to Star Trek Sucks. My name's Leal. I like Star Trek. Hi, I'm Jack. I don't. So, first of all, we have to talk about Muppets um, because yes. uh, <clears throat> we had very bad Muppet intel. Um, we also... we uh, Sorry. Go ahead with the Muppet thing. We also need to talk about Big Boat. We do need to talk about Big Boat. Okay. Um, so, Muppet... Uh, so, here's what I found out when I uh, Googled about the Muppets. Um, after our recording, um, first of all, I was wrong, uh, about big bird. There is a guy in there and it's just operated by one guy. And I was confused because I thought big bird had two working hands, but big bird generally only has one working hand. I don't know if they, some, if he's, if they sometime give him an extra hand or whatever, Hmm. but you can tell very clearly that big bird's hand has a, has a guy's hand in there. Um, but also, Big Bird's mouth is operated by the same guy. So, oh, so the guy's just... got. So if you ever look at Big Bird, usually one of his hands is just stuck to his belly. Ah. So only one hand is same, actually. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Big Bird got a lot in common on this. Just my hands just covered in candy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what, and so, and all of the, so all the puppets on, uh, Sesame street are Muppets. Muppets is just any puppets that were created by Jim Henson and subsequently by, uh, okay. Whatever the, so canonically Muppet is just the Jim Henson style of puppet. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I also, I could not, so it's pretty easy to find out what the, how, how big bird works. Like you can find pictures of, of like the internal, diagram of what it looks like with the, what the guy inside a big bird looks like i just assumed it was a big bird nope oh. um i could not figure out how snuffleupagus works like what the costume situation is in there i think it's two people one person because i think it has four legs so i think it's a, your standard like uh uh party horse costume with one person sure. you know one person in the back and one person in the front yeah um, but yeah, I couldn't find a diagram of it. So I'm like sort of semi, I'm obsessed with the semiotics of Big Bird because like all of the other Muppets are named things like Oscar the Grouch or Grover or insert third example. Kermit that, the Frog, Miss Piggy. Sure. Uh, I guess I, I was trying Dr. to think of Dr. I was Dr. trying Teeth. to think of uh, Sesame Street characters. Bert, um, right? Bert. Uh, Ernie, yeah. And it, like no one else has a descriptive name. Like, like, like it, it would be yeah. like you have a friend group that's like uh, Jack, Wheel, Jinx, Alicia, Dylan, Fat Guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
You already said me, though. <laughs> and me. <laughs> um, yeah, I I follow that. The thing that I... <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I found found out about recently about Big Bird that I found very charming is that um, there's like six different Big Birds. Okay. Did you know about this? No. Okay. There are multiple other Big Birds from like other countries' versions of Sesame Street that are different color, uh, different colors <laughs> and have different names and are canonically Big Bird's long lost relatives. So, like, within the the life of Sesame Street and presumably within the lives of the other, like, Sesame Street analogs in other countries, uh, Big Bird has traveled to other countries to meet some of his cousins, and some of his cousins have traveled to the United States and guested on American Sesame Street. So, they they look like Big Bird, but they're different colors? Yeah. And there's been... Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, There's... (laughs) You really buried the lead. This is the most exciting thing. <laughs> one of them, I can't remember which one they are, and the computer's still rebooting or because I'll, I'll bring it up for sure. you. Because um, most of them just look like slightly different color, big bird. You know, the yeah. the some of the proportions are a little bit different here or there. One of them is very very horrifying. Um, so yeah, we'll just we'll look at that before we start watching the episode. Okay. <laughs> you can okay. that can be part of your reaction. Just. Uh, uh, the phrase "Big Bird International" yeah. has entered my head, and I can't, I can't make it go away now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I found that out not too long ago. Okay. Uh, that, I guess that's my what's good. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> what's good with you, Jack? Uh, Big Bird International. <laughs> <laughs> word. Word. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm. 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 I'm, I'm I'm having mental health, but the other way today <laughs> um, ver- versus last episode. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's a constant struggle. Um, uh, did you uh, did you write us a uh, an episode for today? Yes. Let's let's have. Would you would you like to hear it? Yeah. Let's okay. Let's let's get that bad boy out. Um, so this episode is titled "Brothers." Entitled. Mm-hmm. Yes. What? I, okay. I don't know the distinction. Uh, Jordy and Worf are 40-year-old immature adults still living at home. Jordy lives with his divorced mother, Beverly, and Worf lives, lives with his widowed father, John Luke. John Luke and Beverly meet, fall in love, and get married, forcing Jordy and Worf to live with each other as stepbrothers. Worf and Jordy despise each other for interfering with each other's lifestyles. Worf warns Jordy not to touch his drum set, which Jordy does anyway, and is confronted by Worf. The argument over the drum set erupts into a violent brawl between them. They are grounded with no television for a week following the incident, and told they must find jobs within a month or they will be evicted from the ship. When Jordy's younger and more successful brother Data, a space helicopter leasing agent, comes to visit with his family, (laughs) he opens... Okay, so you just, so it's yeah, just, it's just the, it's just just the, the Wikipedia of, <laughs> summary of the plot of Step Brothers. <laughs> I just wanted to get far enough to say the phrase space helicopter leasing agent. <laughs> I was assuming you were going to go all the way to, to boats and hoes. But. <laughs> no, I've, it, God, Wikipedia summaries of movies are so goddamn dry. Because uh, I was like typing that up and... And I was like, I 
don't know how long I can keep this going <laughs> on the show because <laughs> this is not very good. Uh, uh, yeah, I have I have not seen that movie. It is a for, you haven't seen it. Never seen it. It's very funny. <laughs> I know it. It is a glaring hole in my in my cultural experience. I'd love to have a glaring hole. <laughs> Let's just polish up your ladies. <laughs> ladies, my hair, my hole be glory. Okay. <laughs> if this MF said glory. <laughs> if if you're gonna have a hole, uh, polish it up nice so it's gl- so it glares. <laughs> Check out our sponsor, Glare Hole Hole Wax. Oh. Uh, yeah. No. Nope. one of those episodes. That is bad. <laughs> it's bad what you just did. Yeah, well, I'm used to it. Well, um no ethical saying stuff under capitalism. <laughs> that doesn't even Nope. <laughs> but it does it's not it's not <laughs> Uh, let's, uh, I guess watch, uh, watch Star Trek. I feel like this is a weirdly short intro just because our last intro was a million years long. Do you want to, we had to recap the entirety of season three. We haven't done this for a long time, but do you want to recommend anything? Um, other than the expanse? Yeah, that's kind (laughs) of, it's kind of where I'm at. I haven't got, I subscribed to, uh, there's your problem, but I have not gotten around to listening do, to any of it Do you want to do a, a companion podcast called The Expanse is Good? Because <laughs> I actually kind of want that. Well, except. <laughs> except we would have to just like bitch about the show. Actually. Exactly. So it would just, no, no, okay, well. No, we're just going to have to watch The Expanse for the bonus Expanse content sucks. for this. It is. We were again parentheses, but the books are good. <laughs> we were once again texting about this today <laughs> because I have now been back through the series and the books, like almost in their entirety, in a very hatchet order. Um, and like the show veers so far from the books for reasons that don't make a whole lot of sense. Um, and uh, like I was telling you today the a character who in the books is introduced living on one of the moons of jupiter and then ends up going out to the the ring is introduced earlier in the series and plays a part in like the political intrigue back on earth because she was college buddies with the secretary general of the u.n it just yeah, it's it's, it's it, it it stuff gets thrown into such a weird order that it's like I don't even understand. It's it's one thing when the like something like basically completely cutting out uh, uh, Michio Pa because uh, they're like, oh well, we have one Asian lady, so she can just do all of the Asian lady things, right? Because also, also <clears throat> the audience can't tell them apart. Yeah, um, I'm sure is actually a thing that was said at one point. Yeah, but that I'm at least like, okay, I see the functionality of why you did this, but mm. I don't even understand the functionality of the way that they, that of, of, yeah, no, so many of like the changes that they've made that you've told me about are like, like it doesn't serve anything. Like, it I just mean, it adds kinda, more it just, drama. 
That, like some of them don't though. Not all of them, but the the one that I was talking, but with the whole thing with Aaron Wright being way more. Oh yeah, the thing we were arch. texting about today, like it it makes it more melodrama. Yeah, for sure. Um, that that I get, but like some of it's just like, why? What do you like? It it does seem like they are just changing it to be like this is an adaptation of the books, not just a retelling. Yeah. Which I. I get like I didn't like the um the uh Good Omens miniseries. I didn't watch all of it. I do I mean I I like those two actors. Um sure. I mean yes, about everybody on yeah, the planet. Obviously. Does, I um, assume. And uh so, and I watched enough of it to be like, yeah, this is kind of fun, but I also had just yeah. read the book, so yes. I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it didn't it didn't add anything to the books and i was and i i had the same reaction yeah uh, and i and i really like that book i yeah. think it's a very good book yeah yeah and yeah i had that same reaction of like yeah why am i watching this you didn't change anything yeah but if you're going to remake something it, it translated to another uh medium try to change it for the better or at least change it in a way that like is better served in the medium and don't just do it arbitrarily. Don't yeah. just like, just sort of, I don't know. I mean, I, what I appreciated about good omens, the TV show. And again, I, I didn't watch it very obsessively. I don't think I watched all of it, but I, I did. Um, I liked seeing those two characters come to life. And one, one praise that I will give the show um, because I'm not always, that great at the the actors are really good um yeah and, and I, I will say like david tennant is a perfect casting yeah for for that like his, oh i mean so both good omens and and uh the, uh the expanse oh yeah yeah i thought the expanse was very well cast, um yeah um, I, for from what little i've watched of it but yeah with the exception of the after listening to the books over and over because i watched much more of the show and so the actor who played amos is much more locked in my mind right um but yeah like actor. if you actually like read the books like he's, no he's he, supposed to look like a big he's look he's supposed to look like a big fat strong baby like a certain person we used to work with is how i actually picture him looking yeah you know where it's like yeah that sort of looks like a harmless person but like if you actually imagine yourself getting into a physical altercation with him he would wreck your shit i i, I think of amos as slightly more muscular more like the yeah yeah, yeah. but like a like a world's strongest man type like body type yes yeah as opposed to he's like the standard muscular yeah, he looks like an he looks yeah, like he look, every fucking action hero yeah and which is like fun i i get it because you need you need to shorthand signal to the audience like here's a badass yeah here's the badass of the crew yeah and it's fine but i I just I think the 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 Amos in the books is one of the most interesting characters in like genre fiction I've ever encountered. Oh, absolutely. And that w one of the things that the show does wrong that really took me out of it uh, and they they get it they eventually get it right um his character becomes much better. I think it's in part the actor kind of uh, learning to feel the character, but I think the mm -hmm. writing gets be better. But they put in all this shit of like where aim like when t at times when Amos gets violent, which are not the same events that happen in the book, and they keep putting in these uh, these these moments in the first couple of seasons where he like just loses his shit. Yeah, 
just which is, violently which loses. Which is not his, a thing that that character does. No. Yeah. That's, that's not n- who he is. That's not his. Th- yeah. His thing is that he will do the the amount of violence that is necessary to accomplish a task. Yeah. It does not matter how much violence that is. Yeah, he has. That like, is how much yeah, violence like he, he has. Will borderline do. personality disorder, or like something, like dissociative something's, something, something's but going on. But with he doesn't. Him. But he, but he never loses his temper. It's yeah. just like, oh, well, I wanted this thing to happen, and I had to kill that guy to make it happen. Yeah. So I killed him by beating him to death with this wrench. Yeah. How are you guys doing? <laughs> And I love the the voice uh, the the guy who reads all the books for uh for the the uh, audio series. I'm forgetting his name right now, but he does such a fucking fantastic job with with the acts like the individual characters, their accents, the uh, the uh, yeah. everything. Yeah, and the um this has been the Expanse podcast. <laughs> We've been talking about the Expanse for a very long time now, man. <laughs> Old heads know this. <laughs> this show is as much about the Expanse as it is about Star Trek. Yes, because I want to talk about good sci-fi while we talk about this fucking atrocity that we do a show about. We'll see if we'll see if this one this one ends up uh, being one that you like. It is a. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll spoil one element for you. It is a data heavy episode. So oh, he's your, he's your favorite. So yes. <laughs> Here we go. You're listening to Star Trek Sucks, the only Star Trek podcast. Now here are your hosts, Jack Gunn and Leal Cardoza. Um. Star Trek Sucks. <laughs> okay, so you've got your standard big bird. Yes. Now, uh, now here we I have... See, I see a hor- horrifying... <laughs> Uh, uh, this is Abelardo. He is okay. Mexican Big Bird. You can go ahead and describe him. He's he's, I mean, he's just green with a red face and a, a much larger beak. Yeah, which seems racist somehow. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I think don't it's, know. I don't know how. I feel, and I think it maybe is me being racist. Just yeah. Just just saying. I I feel like I mean, if if you're gonna object to Big Beak as a humanoid descriptor yeah i know nope. yeah no nope. you know we're, what you, we're you nope. know what you did we're, we're stopping right here we're you know what stopping you, right here you, you know what you did i don't know what i did you, you know what i you don't did. know what i did anyway there's abelardo here is pino from the netherlands i like pino he's pretty cool looking yeah, he's pretty blue, cute. blue big yeah. bird we've got turkey uh, so hang on uh, uh he's blue but like smaller face like Smaller, smaller hair. hair. Yes. Yeah, smaller yeah, he's, hair. He's a sleeker. Yeah, uh, a Dutch pervert big bird. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, Turkish big bird, which is just kind of reddish pink big bird. Yeah, with a kind of weird neck tie, neckerchief kind neckerchief? of a situation. Yeah. He, this he's, uh, al- he's also very cute. And the, and this uh, says that this is a tweet from official Big Bird. Uh, saying that he's a canary. So apparently Big Bird is supposed to be a canary. Yeah, it's a canary bird just like me. Yeah. Okay, Big Bird is a canary. That's canon now. Yeah, and then we've got Portuguese Big Bird, Pupas. He's orange, but he has like a, a, a skunk stripe in his hair? Yeah. Okay. And sure. here's ah, Brazilian no, Big Bird. No, no, <laughs> no. That thing lives in your toilet. <laughs> 
<laughs> this looks almost exactly like uh, in, I don't know if you've seen Beetlejuice. There's a point in Beetlejuice when uh, Gina Davis and uh, and um, uh, Alec Baldwin have to like mutilate their own faces to try and scare off the humans. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I can't even remember which one of them it is, but one of them like pulls and elongates their face, yeah. and has like yeah, giant yeah, yeah. horrifying right. teeth. Yes, uh, that's what yeah, this. That's, this, yeah, woo. this is this is this is a, an enemy from Hollow Knight. Listeners, <laughs> I've been playing Hollow Knight again. Um, yeah, this is a boss from Hollow Knight. This thing sucks. I don't like it. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's like one of the bosses you don't want to fight because it. Is a huge pain in the ass. Ooh, yeah, no, nope, no, no. <laughs> anyway, so that's a, what's up with Big Birdish International. Okay, now, I would also I would also like to say that um, on our last episode we referenced the big boat. Yep, and we said there's no way it will be unstuck before our next episode, and. Has it's, on the day of recording this has has been unstuck. It's it it was unstuck on the day of release of the episode where we talked about it. And I would just like to say you're welcome, Suez Canal, <laughs> because I used my power of always being a wrong asshole <laughs> to unstuck the big boat. <laughs> to unstuck the big boat yes that's right yep do do what was wrong with what i just said nothing nothing that phrases was real good okay that was was real good talk you done Mm. um so onto the subject of what this podcast is about um oh yeah we just watched star trek which is uh it wasn't good um like it here's my first question for you uh having just watched this episode what the fuck just happened? Oh, I. Uh, so uh, this episode is ableist towards only children. So I was just wildly offended by the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're characterizing being an only child as a disability. Yes. So it's a it's <laughs> as good of an explanation as anything else for why I'm like this. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> no, all right, that's all right. I'm, I'm being kind of mean. Um, um, no, okay. So it starts off with the wildest backstory for a subplot or for a B plot that doesn't need to be there. Nope. No, it's it's, it's this ham fisted. They're 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 setting a ticking clock that you don't need. Like. They're setting a ticking clock that's saying, like, well, he, we have to get this this child to a hospital. Okay. Why do we, like, why do we care about that? Like, what's the impediment to that? Uh, Data has been abducted once again. Data, Data be getting kidnapped, yeah. folks. Andre's be getting kidnapped. Yeah. If you don't know. But it's like, no, like, Data getting kidnapped is like, enough of an impediment like that's yeah you have to resolve that yeah you don't need it you don't need another thing to resolve to make data getting kidnapped an issue why are we doing this why that's that's true 
But the other part that is completely unnecessary and makes it make way less sense. Yes. Is the fact that there is not only, I almost, once again, we have children living on this battleship, but also, did you catch the fact that these are two unsupervised? Like 10 year olds. 10 year old. It's it. I didn't, I almost didn't want to talk about this because it's so fucking stupid that my brain is just like, don't just gloss over it, gloss over it, just go past it, go past it, don't do this. But, but you yes. have to. The premise that this is the premise that they are putting forward here is that these two children are the children of two crew members who went on sabbatical and left the ship. Yes. Their parents are no longer on the ship. Yes. And these two children were allowed to stay on the ship and then they were allowed to go unsupervised on a planet that has poisonous fruit or whatever this fucking kid ate yes. poisonous coconuts yes that is so insane none of this whole like this is the most like whatever the opposite of waterproof <laughs> like this is the most leaky fucking episode <laughs> like I know if potholes were nickel soup as a good friend of mine used to say or wait, no, it's a pro- pot. Fuck, wait, no, I fucked it up. No, no keep going, man. <laughs> if plot holes, keep, keep going, President Biden. <laughs> if, if plot holes were nickel soup, I would be burning my mouth right now. <laughs> it's so yeah. So and then like, why are they on this planet? Who who care? They were on shore leave or some shit. Okay. They're on shore leave. But yes, you're right. But, their, but their parents are gone. So they're just on shore leave. Yeah. The with, sh- no, with no supervisor. And and then, so, uh, so one of them makes a dummy. He, no, of, no, no. He put a, he put a blood pack in. He, he, he. Wait, did it say it was a dummy? Yes. No, he made he he handed the other one a real laser gun, which What's up? Why what's up? Wait, I didn't think that was what happened. That was my reading of it. I thought he said he put a he, I thought he said he put he had some like a blood pack, like a fake blood pack and then he said something to his brother about how Oh yeah, okay, his yeah, gun yeah, looked right. real yeah, and right. then he like set up the blood pack. Right. Yeah. And but and then the other one, let's so not one, one let's them, not put a real phaser in this child's hand. That would make this plot yeah crazy. That Jack. would be stupid. And oh. so anyway, one of them fakes his own death as a prank on the other one, and then the other one runs away into the jungle and eats poison fruit. Yeah, as he's trying to survive in the jungle thinking that he's a fratricide yep and is like i guess i just live in the jungle now having murdered my brother and having come up with no other solution other than living in the jungle yep (laughs) and eating just just foraging and making a tent out of fucking weeds or whatever and then and then he eats poison fruit and then is somehow found hmm we we kind of brought gloss over that and is brought back to the ship and and then then Riker is lecturing the one that that faked his own death um as a as a prank 
which I got to say, pretty good prank, actually. <laughs> Especially for a 10-year-old. Very inventive. I like it. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, yeah, he made, mixed up a fake blood pack and everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's... Not bad. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of a bad prank just logistically because they're phasers and we've never seen a phaser draw blood. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, yeah, they're playing laser tag or whatever. Right. And yeah, in, anyway. Anyway. Um, I don't know. The kids don't know that. Um, and then Riker's like, do you remember the agreement I made with your parents that when they left you here? And he was like, yeah, to stay out of trouble. Now, listeners, I was a 10-year-old boy. Same. And when your parents told you to stay out of trouble and then sent you off on your own, they were expecting you to get into trouble. Yeah, stay out of trouble means don't make me have to deal with you getting in trouble. Right. It doesn't actually, it's not actually a contractual obligation. I'll go one step (laughs) further. I'll say that it is not responsible for the uh, second officer of a starship to enter into any sort of binding agreement (laughs) with a child. That was the point I was getting to, (laughs) is don't enter into contracts with 10-year-old boys, especially if the contract is don't get in trouble. Like, what are you fucking talking about? No contracts with 10-year-old children of any any gender configuration. No contracts with children. That's an official official position of this podcast. Go to nocontractswithchildren.com for 20% off of... You're looking at me like I'm going to help you with this, and I'm not. (laughs) I'm not helping you with this. You're on your own. Oh fuck! Yeah, I just lost my shit during that opening scene. Because yeah, it's I, so. Oh, and also unsupervised we, children. Why? We should say this all happens before the credits roll. Yeah, this is three minutes of the episode that we've just described. It's insane. It's so. It's so bad. It's such bad screenwriting, and it's only there for two reasons. One, to set a timer that we don't fucking need and then two to be like relations between brothers huh yeah that's the other part about this that drives me fucking nuts yeah because that's because like the, y- you've got two brothers who because you don't have a brother i have a brother brothers fight with each other my brother and i being, injured each other many times being ablest again. yeah I know, i'm sorry lack of a brother um but Brothers fight with each other yes, plenty. No, My I, brother I, and I, I injured I each other. I have cousins. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I, I've seen it. Like I, I've I've been spectator to this a lot. Yeah. And um you hurt each other and then your mom gives you a, a really manipulative um uh lecture about hurting each other, uh relating to the fact that her brother died. And she's so sad because her brother's dead. And so you shouldn't fight each other. (laughs) Have I ever told you that? No. What the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, my brother. I I was like, is this a real thing? Yeah, no, this is a thing that my mother did. Good Lord, man. My mother had one brother. Uh, He died. We don't have to get into how he died. Um, I was, it was in like, I was maybe about 10, so my brother would have been about six, seven, uh, seven or eight. Um, and sometime shortly after that event, uh, 
And my brother was very disconnected from it because he had neither of us had particularly known uh, our uncle because he didn't really like kids. Um, but I was old enough that I uh, went to the funeral and uh, at least kind of like experienced my mom going through that. So yeah. I had some like emotional connection to it. My brother really didn't. Um, and so <laughs> like, I don't know, sometime later we were like fighting in the back of the car or something and she like just lost her shit and got all sad and probably started crying and told us about how sad she was that she didn't have her brother anymore and that we shouldn't fight each other because one of us might die eventually something it was the uh, it was i mean i hate to, i hate to be the bearer of bad news but both of you will die eventually yeah no we definitely will and then the other thing that she did after the, after she did that uh and it was so uncomfortable for all of us and made us all really sad um then she just held that specter over our heads for like the rest of our adolescence <laughs> like anytime we started fighting she would threaten to give us the brother talk mm. <laughs> so speaking of uh people that are incredibly good at therapy <laughs> <laughs> yes my mother is a professional therapist that's her job uh, <laughs> i mean she was in she was she, I don't even think she was in school I'm, at this I'm point. I'm trying to yeah. pivot back to the episode. Oh, right. Yes. Troy is like not doing a great job. Oh, God. She really isn't. That's really all the, All I had is like, Troy is not doing a good job in this one. I just wanted to pivot back to the episode, and I thought that'd be a fun pivot. Um, <sighs> well, and your she, mom's very nice. I'm sure she's good at her job. She, she uh, is now. Um, but I thought that'd be a funny pivot, and now I feel bad because I don't want to make fun of your mom because she's nice. She is, but it, that was objectively a, at least a questionable parenting choice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> um, but like, you know who else? Like, my mom, not a saint, never threatened me with the specter of mortality <laughs> to try to get me in line. <laughs> um, yep. Um Crusher is also, I feel like, not doing a great job here because she kind of... Wouldn't say so, no. <laughs> she really kind of steamrolls over the kid's feelings about what his brother did to him. Yes. And just be like, just to, to skip to, oh, he didn't mean it or whatever. Just, just... I mean, also, like, that kid is a bitch, but... Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but but also, like, sometimes you're entitled to be a bitch. Like, I don't know. I certainly have been. That, like, yeah, just... Feel your feelings. Everything of everything about... Take the, the this. Be a Bitch 2021 <laughs> challenge. <laughs> um... Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't even. I don't even know if we need to talk about the B plot anymore. Because the A plot is that uh, Data's dad has a remote control homing device that can activate Data from anywhere in the universe. It yes. seems, and make him override all of the functions on his ship. And Data is a master hijacker. Yeah, like, he is so hyper competent. It's, it was actually. That was the only really like fun part of the episode that I like really enjoyed watching was Data just just absolutely fucking owning the entire rest of the crew of the ship and uh, just just that that was also they have very bad ops <laughs> yeah uh, yeah that 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 was the that was the problem i had with it because yeah it's fun when you look at it just from the data perspective where you're like yeah he's fucking like he's five steps ahead of him he's crushing these guys but at the same time you're like you got one guy on, he's been on the ship for how long he could have done this anytime yes he could have done this at any time like it, it it's sort of that like fantasy that we've all had when we worked at a, like a very dysfunctional workplace of being like I could steal 
a quarter million dollars from these people. Yeah. And just walk out the door and they would never know. Like we've all had that feeling. I mean, I think about and, it with mostly with banks. Sure. Um, or I mean, not even like stealing, my, in Minecraft. In mine, yes, Minecraft. Yeah, um, yeah. Parody, satire, satire. I don't, I don't think this is getting us out of any trouble. But <laughs> like, first of all, we haven't robbed any banks, so like, what are we trying to get out of trouble for? Yes, we haven't. This is not helping. Like. <laughs> We legitimately haven't robbed any banks. That's and what I'm saying. This is making us sound like we have robbed banks. No, I'm saying we haven't robbed any banks. I don't know why anybody would suggest you, that we have robbed going, any banks. I am going to murder you with a gun in Minecraft <laughs> for for getting me arrested for robbing banks in Minecraft. You uh, fucking asshole. <laughs> okay, so Data steals the ship. He hijacks the ship. Uh, to go visit the most wildly irresponsible scientist of all time. The, the worst scientist of all time. And that includes the guy who broke time. <laughs> I, I, I forgot about the guy that broke time. That's pretty bad, man. <laughs> it's just like, okay, first of all, we find out that, so we, we thought that, that Dr. Sung was dead up to this point. He was supposed to have died on the planet where data was discovered and where lore was discovered and killed with the rest of the colonists by the crystalline entity. But it turns out that he escaped. Not, not, we don't get much detail of his escape, but we do get him saying, well, I don't like being somewhere without having an escape plan, which means that he had a plan, which means that why the fuck didn't he take at least one of his goddamn robots with him? No, this episode is so lazy because we never find out what, like, how he got away. He was just like, I got away. I had a plan, then I did it. Shut up. I did that. Shut up. I want so much to Brothers. Be, I want so much to be able to recommend this episode just for Spiner's performances. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. Because like, um, he's doing great. If you glaze over the, the plot holes and everything, and honestly, editing-wise, like, it's pretty good. Like the uh, oh yeah, like the, the like, makeup job on him as Doctor Soong and the uh, the way that they edit them into shots together. I expected it to look a lot more clunky because no, I it's seen it's this it's in very ages. competent. Like except for in the writing room, yeah, which is some of the worst I've seen. To be honest, like it it is it is egregious. Yeah. Um. So Data shows up, meets his dad. Um, they're talking about whatever. His dad plays with some toy dinosaurs. Did you notice that? Yes, and and, and, and they and they try to do an echo of that because Data gives the toy dinosaurs to the to the two kids. Yeah, and it's like it's it's the writers trying to do something like like some kind of echo between uh, like brothers and then the other brothers. Do you get it? But it's like. Okay, what point are you trying to make? Yeah, it, it is. What point are you trying to make? And in an they, episode, they don't know either. You're right, right. In, in an episode that is so just replete with bizarre nonsense, just half formed ideas. That scene of uh, of of Spiner talking to himself and Sung is playing with just uh, just dinosaurs, just. 
It just looks like he has a little green hillside or something on his desk, and he's ju- literally just playing with plastic dinosaurs. It is not part of the conversation. It's not relevant to the conversation. It's not, right. re- it's not acknowledged by either character. He's just standing there talking about something else and playing with little plastic dinosaurs, and it just... I, yeah, it, no, it's so uh, weird. That's... Uh, I, I, not to like keep harping on this, but like that's why I'm so mad at the writing in this episode because it's not even just lazy writing. It's, tr- it's it's try hard. Try, yeah, it's try hard. It's it's trying to do something fancy, and then immediately giving up and just doing the this pooping sort your pants of, trip. Po- po- falling. No, 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 no. Shut shut the fuck up. It's it's sort of like doing the like the form like like. It's like drawing the outline of something fancy and then being like, I made, I, I did it. Right. Fancy. I did fancy writing. Right. And like, because I guarantee like if, if you actually um, in Minecraft kidnapped one of the people that wrote this uh, episode uh, from their house with a gun and then uh, put the gun uh, next to their head and said, what point were you trying to make? They would say we were trying to make a thing that echoed about brothers, and then you would say, "But like, what point about brotherhood? Like, what kind of like statement about brotherhood were you trying to make?" And they would say, "Oh, they no, there, no, no. there was dinosaurs in the one scene, and then like later they came in the other scene." They and, explicitly state what's what there's what we're supposed to take away about brotherhood except it doesn't make any fucking sense right. in the well, context yes. of data because yes. it, yeah that's like the last line yes, because because yeah the the, the one brother forgives the other brother and then and then crusher's like yeah of course they do they're brothers and it's like and again i'm an only child so i'm i i don't understand how this stuff does works this stuff does work but you have a brother Let's say your brother violently murdered your dad. <laughs> it's a hypothetical. In, in Minecraft, right. How would you feel about your brother going forward? Well, and also this show does because relation blood is meaningless. Uh, as far, yes. uh, as far as I'm concerned, like you're or, or relatively meaningless. The actual in the actual experiences that you have with somebody. No, the reason you have like close social ties with your family is because you live in the same house as them. Yeah, yeah. Like that's why it, it, it it's it, it sucks because I know I know it happens to people, but it's always been one of those things that really drove me nuts about um, like adoption, like adopted families not being able to you know function or like the the stress because i know it's a real thing and so i'm I'm not like ragging on adopted kids for having trouble you know fitting in with their their families um and and shit even my my sister who is my half sister she has like trouble she like the dynamic between her and me and my brother and my parents versus her two her other two half siblings on her mom's side and uh and her mom and uh and everything like she it's it's definitely different for her so i get that 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 differentiation between those those relationships is a, is a real right. thing but it's so frustrating the idea that you would see any see somebody any differently just because they they didn't you know because you didn't have the same blood if you grew up together your entire lives and, and yeah. acted or, just like or, siblings or 
But conversely, or conversely, that you would see them differently because they had the same DNA as you, but they were a stranger. Yeah, like, and that's the situation with Data. Although with Data again, it is different because he's not human. He's the only one he's that that's ever existed. So there would there there would be a big emotional thing for him because yes, Data does in fact have fucking emotions, and the entire the the entire yes. crux of this relation or this this episode surrounding the the again the idea that he's incapable of feeling emotion while proving that he does in fact feel emotion. Right, and 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 yeah, and I will say like yes, he has. He has something in common with Lore in the sen- in the sense that they are the only two people in the entire fucking universe who have shared even a remotely similar struggle. Yeah. Like I will say So there's that. But it's not because they're brothers. No, it's because they're both androids, yes. which <laughs> Yeah, I mean I guess that then it comes down to semantics on how you label the relationship. But the other thing I will say is that uh Lore was a much more relatable character in this episode because giving him Dr. Soong to play off of actually gave him a reason yeah. to be an asshole. Yeah, no, he was he was really good. Really episode. fucking yeah. good. Like he played I, it. I liked hurt. him. I liked him when he first showed up, but I liked him a lot in this episode. Yeah. He was just like like playing out the the hurt of the fact that his dad chose to deactivate him and then abandon him yeah. and then made somebody else uh, to and who who yeah. he you know let live on and you know implicitly like Lore would have gone through all, you know all the time that he's known Data existed with the the implicit understanding that his dad didn't love him basically yeah and uh, and that he created Data because Data was yeah no they're the they're, son he actually wanted they're both so such flawed characters because like. Like I agree with Laura. Like, like Laura's mad because he's like, "Why didn't you just fucking fix me?" Yeah. Like, why did you just make another one instead of fixing me? Which, yeah, yes, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, like, uh, this goes to something I don't really want to get into, but like, like all of our parents kind of owe us an apology because it's like. Yeah, like no matter how good your life turns out, you're gonna suffer a lot. And your parents decided to just be like, "Bah, I'm gonna have something that's su- like I'm going to make another person suffer a lot." Mm-hmm. Like I think it's a good idea if you ever become parents, listeners, which you probably won't because the rate of profit has gotten so fucking low and and uh, climate change um, that it, no, it's probably not possible for you. But if you do, um. <laughs> Apologize to your children. Just yeah. just be like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It would it would probably make them feel better. I I know I would feel better if my parents were like, yeah, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> um. Anyway, where is it going with that? Uh, <laughs> uh. So yeah, uh, Lore is real mad. Um. Yeah, Lore is big mad. Oh yeah. So but but then like also like Data is being. Kind of the most asshole I've ever seen Data be, which he keeps repeating over and over again, I am not less perfect than Lore. Which is like, like he clearly like had a complex about like, oh, like Lore is like a better android than me. And then like his dad, like their dad is like, no, that wasn't why. It's just because Lore was kind of like scary, which he is. Yeah. And that's why I deactivated him and made you uh, the way that you are. And, um, but like, I don't know, like to, to, 
first of all, perfect is a binary concept. You're either perfect or you're not. So yeah. there's not less perfect. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, but also like to be like that self-involved in that moment is like, yeah, you're not like a great person <laughs> to it's, be honest. It's, <laughs> it's really, you know, so when lore was first introduced, it was clearly played for um, for that to be a thing that Lore says. Uh, you know, Lore is obviously an unreliable narrator, and he clearly told Data that to try and and hurt Data's feelings, and he succeeded to the extent that that that, that was possible. Um, which is, again is a, just a weird inconsistency of Data because why why would data care about that if data doesn't have em- yes. emotions why would he well i mean it's, it's care about it's, that it's, and it goes to the case that we've always made that data has emotions he just doesn't understand his emotions right and well and to your point that um he, that perfection is is a binary neither of them are perfect nothing is perfect um and no i am nothing except for <laughs> jack and the weird alien sphere at the be- at the center of the the non space between worlds in the inside of the the transport rings in the expanse. Jesus Christ! And also this podcast and that is this podcast. The expanse. <laughs> is that the title of our expanse podcast? Just the expanse. So I have an idea for you, but I need to discuss it with you off mic. Okay. Um, but I, I think it's a good idea. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway. Um, so, um, yeah. So fast forward. So Lore, after um, venting his, his emotions and, and frustrations, um, decides to go with the evilest solution uh, and steal a computer chip by having... Dr. Soong, uh, install it in him. So much wrong with... Well, there's also, like, so much happens off screen that just never gets explained because, like, he gets the drop on data, I guess, yeah. and deactivates data, I guess, but then, like, data just walks into the fucking scene later. So, like, data... No, 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 Worf carried him in. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so they managed to... This is another thing that I thought was, like, a really shady... Uh, just yada yada on on the technology of how they were going to get down there, and again, w- w- and was not necessary at all. They could have just said, "Oh, we got control of the transporters," but instead, yep. they're like, "Oh, um, we can trick the computer into thinking that we're all data and have it beam us all down." Like, yeah, they're like, "You didn't need to do like you don't." But then the computer's going to reassemble you all as data, and 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 it's even in the script. Like Riker even says, "Hopefully, it doesn't make us all look like data when we come back." What if you just got re like? What if you just regain control of the the transporters? Yeah. What if you your just, shuttle your shuttlecraft seem to be fairly fast? Yeah, you take a shuttle. Personally, like I just uh, like what are you, what are you doing? Personally, is, I would rather is, take a show shuttle. Sucks. It's bad. It's a bad show. <laughs> so Star good. Trek sucks. I love this show. Um. um so they get down there, yeah, and they find Dr. Sung, who decides that he's just going to die sitting there on the floor. And uh, Lore takes off with Data's emotion chip, and um, Data goes back and mm-hmm. gives 
dinosaurs to the little kids. Okay, so I have a question. Can I have a question? Yeah. Um, I wrote down, what stuffed Jordy? And I remember Jordy saying something about, I remember Jordy saying the line, look at all this stuff. And I don't remember why, but I remember it being fucking hot nonsense. (laughs) It's because they walk in and they discover a broken, injured old man. No context. Again, no context for who anybody is here, why any of this has happened. All they know is that this guy stole data. Yeah. And they walk in and Jordy is immediately like, that is the dead scientist who created data. I can tell from how he's a broken old man crumpled on the floor. And also something in this room makes me think he understands cybernetics. No, that's not what he says. He says, this is Dr. Data Creator. Look at all this stuff. Yeah. As he's hunched over his body. What? There's there's a couple of... What? <laughs> I mean, he's he's referencing the room with all this stuff, but like the only thing that looks particularly cybernetic-y is I there's have like books in my room. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a couple of humanoid-looking outlines on the wall that look like they could be. Pl- anyway, you're right. No, it's it yeah, is hot look at nonsense. All this stuff. There's another hot nonsense. <laughs> that's moment. like that's like what's like like what a cop says before he strangles you. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, it's clearly a dangerous drug-running thug. Look at all this stuff. Uh, and then the other cops are like, yes. <laughs> and then he steps on your neck for nine minutes. Yeah. I was trying not to think about that. I've been trying to uh, uh, brace myself for that guy not getting convicted. Mm-hmm. You're ready to go out in the streets again, buddy? <laughs> The opening arguments are literally like the defense's strategy is basically going to be based on the idea that Floyd had pre-existing medical conditions and the idea that there should be any time when it's okay for a police officer to kneel on somebody's neck for nine minutes and the idea that if you think it's okay, if you think that that. Here's here's how this should actually even work. if it, even if George Floyd was alive, Derek Chauvin should be out of a job and also, be facing he charges. Had, he had killed five people before this. Yeah, that is a that's just a mass murder. Like well, he, and that's of, just a serial killer. One of the guys who backed him up, who like one of the other cops that was there was the guy who shot Philando Castile, wasn't he? Uh, I maybe I don't know. Philando is the guy who was uh, in legal possession of a firearm You're right. and, and, and said, I have a gun. It's in my glove box with my fucking registration. Basically. He didn't even say fucking because th- yeah. the cop would have probably just shot him for that. Yeah. And the cop shot him while he was in the car with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's child. Yes. On film. Still has a job. Well, no, I mean he's he, he's out of a job now that he stood back and watched Derek Chauvin choke. Uh, uh, yes, because yeah, he got fired for being lazy and not helping. <sighs> yeah, God, that's really dark. Jesus. Even, anyway, even for me, oh, there's another sorry, thing. Sorry, everybody. There's yeah. another thing that happened earlier that I wanted to talk about before we started talking about that, um, and that was that <laughs> when they were trying to figure out the transporter thing, Jordy's basically like, "Yeah, we can't get control of the main computer." 
Um, but I think if I just loop together a couple, if I just network together a couple of tricorders, I can get the same effect <laughs> as having control over the computer. So I thought you might want to just check in with Computer Corner really quick. And mm. that seems like Jordy doesn't have a whole lot of respect for the ship's computer. Well, the computer clearly doesn't have. I don't know. I I I have. I have abandoned my uh, 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 self-seeking <laughs> sentient computer theory. I think because it doesn't really it it really doesn't hasn't held up for the last like we haven't had a whole lot of clear yeah. instances yet. Like, Moriarty is coming back eventually, so sure we'll have to circle back. Okay, on that, actually, but. here's here's my new computer theory. Um, all of the self-seeking um, aspects of the computer AI have been transferred to Moriarty. Okay. Sure. And like like Moriarty is is there is the computer's one big bet. Um like me with GameStop. Yes. Uh or like me with question mark? <laughs> <laughs> just just wave one hand in the general direction of all of yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With whatever I'm doing here. I'm staking everything I got on this. <laughs> anti-hero? <laughs> Not even committed enough to be really called an anti-hero. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, oh. This, this, I think this is pretty much the the last thing that i have to to mention because we've gone over everything else is that of course lore after being set adrift in space for two years got picked up yes by the fucking packlets yes i wrote i i i drilled a hole through my notebook (laughs) into your desk you need a new desk because i was so excited to write down packlets (laughs) Did I tell you what happened when they brought Packlids onto uh, the animated Star Trek Below Decks? No. So they... Was it dignified? It was logical. Okay. Um, so no, then. No, but it's not as offensive as, as when they were introduced in the, in this series. Uh, and it's basically like the Packlids are a terrifying warrior race because they managed to con uh, and trick their way into getting more and more weapons from people. Yeah. Um, so to the point where they like almost destroy the ship. Um, sure, because yeah, I mean, that that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, like that's that's what I mean by it's logical because yeah, they they uh, just they get attacked by this giant ship and then they find out that it's Packlids and they're like, oh no, because they're uh, they have a lot of weapons and not a lot of smart. Yeah. Anyway, listeners, check out Star Trek Below Decks. Mm. It's a pretty or, cool show. Or not who cares. Um, but no, I, I, I really want to revisit that last scene because I do feel like the writers were like, we are doing a clever. Yeah. By doing this echo thing. Where I just it's like, yes, yes. The, the, the two children, like the one has forgiven his older brother for playing a prank on him that went too far. And therefore... 
you should forgive your evil brother who you didn't grow up with and have never met for killing your father violently? Those are not equivalent things, you fucking assholes. It's It's so weird, man. It is so weird because that is so clearly the implication. Yes, that is that is clearly like Like, what they're trying to say. I don't know. I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't think that's what the writers are trying to say, but that is clearly what is implied by what they have said. I don't think they are competent enough. No, they're not trying to say anything. Like I said earlier, They're, they're just being like, we did a literature. See? There's echoes. Yeah. There's echoes between the A and B plot, and, and even like we even put like a prop from the A plot into the B. Like, that's all they're trying to say is like, we did it. We did it. We did a thing. It's about brothers. And the other it's part. about brothers. But like, there's no point in doing a literature if you're not saying anything with doing your a literature. And. The only thing that could possibly mean is that Data is supposed to like find common ground with Laura, which don't do that. Don't do it. No, don't stop. <sighs> anyway, that's um, all, uh, that's all I got. I, yeah, I again like I don't know. Maybe skim this episode or just watch the scenes between. Uh, Brent Spiner and Brent Spiner and Brent Spiner. Yes. Um, those, those were fun. I don't think it's worth watching the episodes to see. Yeah. Uh, um, it's important to know what happened in this episode. Um, well, which I guess uh, we've just told you. You can sort of parse it out from our, uh, uh, submaronic ramblings <laughs> about the expanse mostly. <laughs> and racial injustice. Yeah. 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 You ready to go back in the streets, buddy? Oh, God. I When that fucking asshole gets acquitted, because you know he's going to. It's going to be another really shitty summer. Mm. Hey, it's going to be shitty summers for the rest <laughs> of our lives. Just shitty summers all the way down, baby. Yeah, that's right, baby. I am so tired. Um,. I don't want to look up what the next episode title is. Yeah, we'll figure it out next week. Next week, listeners, join us for Star Trek. Stay safe out there. Take care of yourselves. Um, we love you. Yeah. Um, probably. Get at us on Twitter.com, at ShipFacts, at WhoIsJackGun, at LeoLikeNeil. Visit our sponsor, Visor, www.vyzr.com forward slash Star Trek sucks for 20% off getting your eyeballs gouged out and replaced with a, a tech, tech uh, it's, it's computer, Jesus computer Christ. eyeballs. You like glitch. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Okay. Oh, 2021 self-suck challenge. Uh, yes. Hashtag 2021 self-suck challenge. S- suck your own dicks, listeners. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Had you only hours to convince a beloved friend that there is value in the things that you value? You search through space and time to find the perfect words to convey your convictions when every word counts. Rise!
and proclaim your opinions to be the light of the galaxy.